Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you all with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Friday, June 4th, 2021. Today for our catechesis, we continue in the book of Acts, now in chapter 4, excuse me, yes, still in chapter 4. Peter and John give thanks for being persecuted. There's much that we can learn uh, from the example of the apostles and the church that follows them uh, in the apostolic train, as we say. We can learn actually how to give thanks in all things, including in suffering. And we'll do that today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Say our memory verse together. Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. John 3, verses 5 through 6. And our psalm, Psalm 119, Aleph and Bait. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your just and righteous decrees. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? by guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you, let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the just decrees of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. First reading today is continuation from the prophet Joel, chapter 2. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart, and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes, let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister To the Lord, weep before the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. 
Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Well, that section should sound familiar to you. It is assigned or appointed in the lectionary for Ash Wednesday. That's right. So you maybe remember hearing that uh, on Ash Wednesday. Turn to me. In other words, repent. Um, with fasting, weeping, and mourning, right? So we begin the Lenten fast on Ash Wednesday. Rend your heart, not your garments, right? So not the outward show, um, but go into your closet, as Jesus says, and pray to the Lord your God, right? And who knows who will relent? And this is true. Who will, re- if he will turn and relent, right? But we do know because he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Yes. So we hold God to his promise that he is, he has promised to be merciful and to show his steadfast love to us. And we know that's true, of course, by way of his son, Jesus Christ. All right. Our reading for catechesis today, then, is from Acts chapter 4, a continuation there. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now look, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. All right. So what did Peter and John do when they were released? It says they went to their own companions, right? To the fellow um, apostles and all the rest of Jesus' disciples and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. In verse 24, um, which you see there, the next verse, what did the believers confess about the God to whom they prayed? All right, so this is first article of the creed, is it not? Lord, you are the God who made the heavens and the earth and all that is in them, right? All right, so that's the foundation, um, really, of our confession of who God is, is that he is uh, omnipotent, if you like, and all, he is the creator of all things and still preserves them, to quote Luther. Who spoke through the mouth of David? Well, it is the Lord, right? Verse 24, who spoke by the mouth of your servant David. Um, what psalm is this, do you know? It's a famous psalm, Psalm 2, right? And this is the beginning of Psalm 2. All right. And we're talking about kingdoms here, and we're talking about rulership, we're talking about politics, we're talking about authority on earth. And what is the psalmist confessing? Or rather, how we might say, what is Peter saying about the kingdom of Christ, the anointed one, by way of the psalmist, David? Yeah, that the kings and the nations of the earth actually take their stand and gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Do not be deceived, Christians. The state, 
even even the most uh, uh, minimalist state is opposed to the Christian truth, opposed to Christ's rule over your life. All right? They're going to tell you what to believe, when to believe it, how to believe it, in contradiction to the creed, the gathering of the Christians in assembly, and the prayer and thanksgiving that are offered by way of our uh, our hymnody and our liturgy. Right? They are opposed to these things. We saw this quite evidently over the last 14 or 15 months. Hmm. Which kingdoms had raged against Jesus in particular? Well, they're, they're named here in verse 27, right? Both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. All right. So now we're talking about the kingdoms of Rome and Judea, right? So the people of Israel. What important Old Testament term, again, is used to identify Jesus here? We had this, um, was it in the Pentecost sermon? No, it was in uh, Peter's conversation with the chief priest. Yeah, he's called servant, right? Where does this come from? Or who uses this common term? I mentioned it before, but now maybe we'll do a little bit more digging. This comes from Isaiah. Isaiah is the Probably the obvious one. Isaiah 42, for example. Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out nor raise his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and coastlands shall wait for his law. All right, so that, behold my servant whom I uphold. Um, also Isaiah 49, there's many servant songs. Here's another one. Listen, O coastlands, to me and take heed, you peoples from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention uh, in, of my name. Literally, inward parts. I don't know why they translate it matrix there. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand he has hidden me, and has and made me a polished shaft, in his quiver he has hidden me. And he said to me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I have I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain, yet surely my just reward is with the Lord, and my work with my God. And now the Lord says, Who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel is gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Indeed, he says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Ooh, that's powerful stuff, isn't it? Speaking of Christ and the gathering of both Jew and Gentile. So not only do Jew and Gentile reject the servant, but they also are brought into the fellowship um, of God by way of the servant sacrifice. I mentioned uh, the last time we bumped into the servant, the most famous, sermon song, most famous servant song is Isaiah 52, the end of that chapter, into chapter 53. Uh, this is one that you hear on Good Friday. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths at him. For what had not been told them they shall see, and what they had not heard they shall consider. 
right? And it just keeps going. All right, but my servant shall deal prudently. Oh, you're in Albuquerque. I have uh, friends from Albuquerque. I'm seeing my mom's checking in there, but you're distracting me. All right. Uh, who was the servant of the Lord in the Old Testament? Yeah, the servant of the Lord in the Old Testament um, is Moses. That's Moses. Uh, for example, Deuteronomy 34. We can share with you here. Um, yeah, well, here we go. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he was buried in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beit Peor, but no one knows his grave to this day. All right, so the servant of the Lord, he's called there. What do we pray that the servants of the Lord would do? All right, look right here in verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats, right? Herod, Pontius Pilate, Gentiles, and the people of Israel, and grant to your, your servants, right? So Jesus is the holy servant, but then your servants who follow after him, right? That with all boldness, they may speak your word, right? To speak the word with boldness. And what do they also pray then will accompany um, their bold preaching? Yeah, stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders be named, done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Again, the holy servant is Jesus, right? And we are, what do you want to say, his underservants, I guess we might say? Uh, what's the parallel to this? Again, this is why I pointed out Deuteronomy 34 to you, that Moses was called the servant of the Lord, right? Stretching out his hand to heal. What does that, does that remind you of Moses? Yeah, Moses often would stretch out his hand with his staff, right? Uh, across the Red Sea, that's a great sign and wonder. Um, or to strike the rock and water would come out. Or um, what are other times? They have to hold up his hands. When were they holding up his servant's hands? That was, I think that was the Red Sea when they were passing through, right? All right, so the stretching out of the hand, um, but also to heal. Right? Remember with Moses looking upon the serpent on the pole that he erected and they would be healed from the snake bite? from that uh, fiery venom. All right, so Moses uh, accompanied the Lord's word with great signs and wonders, again, by the Lord's doing. All right, what happened uh, to the place when they were done praying? The beams and lentils trembled, right? Think Isaiah Mighty Seer, which we sang last Sunday. And what accompanied the sign? The gift that they actually asked for. Look at that. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and? They spoke the word with word of God with boldness, just as they asked. All right? This is a brilliant thing about prayer. Uh, when we ask according to the Lord's word, that is, when we ask for the things he's promised, uh, we can be assured that he gives them. And we see that play out here in this text. All right. Meditation on this text. The kingdoms of this earth hate the kingdom of Christ. The world hates the preaching of the gospel that there is only one who is righteous, Jesus Christ. It is this teaching of Jesus which causes the world to rage. Anytime the church is silent about salvation through faith in Christ alone, then she will live in harmony with the world. If, however, she dares to confess that only those who believe in Christ are saved, the nations of the earth will rise against her. The church takes comfort that the powers of the earth raged against Christ but could not defeat him, for he rose triumphant from the grave and ascended to the right hand of his Father. The boldness and confidence of the faithful 
comes from the proclamation of the Word of God. All right, confess the sacrament of holy baptism. What is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's Word, which is that Word of God. Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. We pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for the gift of holy baptism, whereby we are made disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ and given the gift of salvation. Teach us to believe that baptism is not just plain water, but that it is the water included in Jesus' command to baptize the nations and combined with God's word in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you that, for Jesus' sake, baptism works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as your words and promises declare. Comfort us and strengthen our faith with the promise that whoever believes in faith in Jesus, that whoever believes in him and is baptized will be saved through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. On this Friday, we pray for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord of mercy. On this June 4th, we pray with Barb, who celebrates her baptism birthday. Pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment, or recovering, especially Tristan, Marcella, Jeremy, Kelsey, Amanda, John, Timothy, and Janice, Sandy, and Ken. Pray for our homebound Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, Roy, and Mickey, and the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach and Compassion International. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us grace to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity by the confession of a true faith and to worship the unity and the power of the divine majesty. Keep us steadfast in this faith and defend us from all adversities. For you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, live and reign, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. Or excuse me, that you've kept me this night. There you go from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen.
Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week. God loved the world so that he gave.
All right, so good to have you all here with us for our Congregation of Prayer today on Friday, June 4th, 2021. It's good to come with you, come to you each morning at about 9 a.m. We'll gather again tomorrow morning, Saturday at 9 a.m. And now that the school year's out, actually we're going to continue with our continuous readings. So we'll be back in the book of Acts tomorrow. Um, if you'd like to prepare for Sunday's divine service, you can do that on your own. I've kind of laid some groundwork to show you how to do that. Maybe go look at the book of Concord or look at the works of Luther or maybe find some devotional reading or just do a, a simple internet search and see what comes up uh, in regards to the text. Those texts will be linked in the uh, email that will go out later today. Or if you have the congregation prayer, the half sheet insert from last Sunday, um, the readings and the hymns are at the bottom there. And I do encourage you to do this each week if it's not your habit um, or if you're new to our confession to go and look at the readings ahead of time, right? You don't have to do much, but probably uh, read them out loud. Uh, so there's something about reading things. It's kind of like writing by hand versus typing and that it, uh, it activates different mental pathways and find that, that reading out loud or reading to someone else, it uh, implants it into your memory in a different way. And it also seems to stimulate uh, meditation in a way that just reading silently which um, technically isn't reading at all, <laughs> at least not historically so, um, doesn't do. All right, so re read the readings out loud, so do that. And I'd also encourage you to then look at the hymns and familiarize yourself with those hymns. You can do a number of things there. Um, if you've got a streaming music service, you can look them up and see if there's a recording. Um, there often is, maybe not one from our tradition or with the exact same text, but uh, maybe a different translation or with different stanzas, but still, um, to familiarize yourself. Watch, sometimes different tunes will be attached to the same text, so watch for that. Um, you can use an excellent resource called Hymnary, that's H-Y-M-N-A-R-Y.org. It's run by uh, Calvin College in um, Grand Rapids. They have pretty much every hymnal in English, many German, Latin, other hymnals as well available there. They'll have full text for most hymns unless there's some copyright issue. Um, and so you can at least go and read the text in advance if you just don't have a hymnal that you can just pull out. So, and if you haven't purchased a Lutheran service book, I'm going to look maybe later in the summer um, and do a group buy on these, buy a couple cases of them. Uh, make sure everyone gets one for their home if they don't already have one. All right. Because uh, we're going to need to buy some more for school so that we can, can conduct chapel over here. Um, and what was the music room, which is going to be our chapel space um, during the week. And then we'll conduct chapel in person over at church once a week. At the end of the week, that's the plan. All right. So, uh, Lord be with you. Keep you safe. Enjoy the weather. It's a little warm. I'm only going to work here until it gets miserably hot. And then I'll <laughs> leave and try to work from home. All right. So, Lord be with you all. And we'll see you soon. <laughs>